the primary business model of social media, namely Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the ticks, the talks, the use, the tubes, <laughs> is to create a, such an engaging environment so that they can keep attention. Because if they can keep attention, if they can keep our attention, the, the attention of our children, then they can sell ads, okay? That's what Shoshana Zuboff, she wrote this book called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. It's all about this attention economy, right? And she's not the first one to talk about it, but she kind of summed it up in this massive book that she wrote. And if you think about things like TikTok, who that, that's kind of the, the, the big one nowadays, right? And who knows, in a year, who knows what's going to be the, the next big thing. I think just a few years back, it was Snapchat. No one talks about Snapchat anymore. <laughs> and I got the metaverse. And so we're looking at the metaverse and I'm thinking, no one is going to use this thing. Like who, who is going to be like we, you and me, Selena and Ryan, mm. we're never going to be in this thing. Like we might do it because it's kind of where people gather and we might see it as a way to kind of do this kind of work in that space. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but the kids and the people who are going to be kind of chomping at the bit for the metaverse are going to be the youth. It's going to be those kids that are, you know, 12, 13, 10, they're going to look at this and say, that's awesome. I can create my own little world. Little world. <laughs> and so today we're talking about the harmful effects of social media, specifically on girls. I just wanted to kind of lay the big framework. If we think of social media as their primary business is trafficking in the lives, the hearts and minds of our children, mm. I think we'll see social media very, very differently. So it's going to be a lively conversation and we'll see you on the other side. Maybe you should like switch the back light for the other side. Then it's like a difference. Just like make that orange next time or something. And if you're just listening <laughs> to this, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> There's a light behind us on our video. Fancy background light. It's yeah, we're trying to do time. some colors. I was like, maybe the other side should be a yeah. different color. But it doesn't matter if you're listening. But if you're watching, maybe, maybe it's we'll be, something fun for you. Maybe you should use <laughs> pink for... When you do the woman videos, you can use pink <laughs> <laughs> something. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, anyway, well, we are on, ladies here. for the ladies. Lady talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be doing ladies anyway. Is, anyways, we are on the Fierce Parenting Podcast. We have to say that at the beginning, otherwise, we'll just start talking about fierce marriage. Um, but if you are familiar with us, then you know that we're gospel centered in everything we do, and we are moving into this parenting space. We're really excited to kind of just walk through some of these hard topics with you in real time uh this is a hard one it is it is because i I wanted to start this episode and i want to title it this (laughs) get your daughters off social media that's what i want to call it yeah we need to get our daughters our our daughters aren't on it but our collective daughters as the body of christ as parents i think Mm -hmm. we need to get them off social media because i think it is wreaking havoc on their hearts on their minds and on their souls in many ways and so this is a really tough topic. Right. And when you're talking... people ab- get defensive. Sorry. People, and especially when you've got a, a teenager or oh. 13-year-old, who they love it, and they all their friends are on it, and they've got their phone, and they're in every clinical, every version of the word, they are addicted to it. And now you are trying to get put them through a... Detox. Detox <laughs> overnight. That causes a lot of 
anxiety for the parent when they're thinking about the, the, the reality they're going to live in right. while that's happening. And we right. have some we have some comfort for you, so st- stick around. But sorry, you were going to go somewhere You're okay. else. okay. I didn't know if you want to say go. Thank you for our early reviewers of yes. this podcast and video, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, smash that subscribe button. Is that what you say? Smash it. Smash it. <laughs> smash it. <laughs> uh, if you do want to support uh, the Fierce Parenting movement, just go to fierceparenting.com slash partner and you can find out how to do yeah. that. We are, I think that's it. Follow, subscribe, share, rate, do all the things that you're supposed to do as a person mm. who consumes this material. This is quite literally our life's work. <laughs> no <laughs> so pressure. what we're spending no our lives pressure. doing. No pressure. And our, our patrons make that possible. So thank you all. Yes. All so right. the topic of our conversation came from an article on The Atlantic. I'm sure many of you have seen it. If not, it's just no. a matter of time. Uh, it's called Dangerous Experiments on Teen Girls. But if you go in the search engine, it actually comes up as Facebook's Dangerous Experiment on Teen Girls. Yeah. So we're going to kind of hit some of the high points, uh, discuss the article in terms of what Ryan said of how it is, how social media is trafficking our our young people, but girls in particular. And then how do we begin, you know, pulling the reins back and taking Mm -hmm. them out of that, that world. And we're talking about adolescent age girls. So I would say what? I don't know what the... I don't know what the age definition of adolescence anyone is, under 18 say, maybe or 21 I think yeah, it, we'll say it just teens and tweens <laughs> yeah um, it's hard to yeah imagine how yeah and we're going to talk specifically to daughters or about daughters yeah about young, I think women in general girls. even struggle with social yes. media and, and Instagram and, and much of what we say will translate over to sons as well so we don't want it to sound like you know, if you have only sons at this. No, it's just you. this particular article was emphasizing they're seeing the, the difference in the harmful effects, mostly in young girls. If I could, could I just blow up that, situ- that yeah. statement that I made that I believe the primary function of social media is to traffic the lives of our young children. And, w- and what I mean by that is this again, not don't think sex trafficking, think trafficking and selling the very. Uh, mm. The very resource of humanity. The, more, the most okay, precious. So you, their most precious resources. Their most precious resources. Yes. And I'm not just, it's not just on the the gross kind of sexual side of it, although that is unfortunately very real. But it's, think about the, think about it like this. We have finite lives, right? I have one body. I have one 24-hour period. I can only occupy space and time in a very finite way. Our children, our young, we have three daughters. They only have one body. They are one person. They have one mind. They have one 24-hour day. Okay, so they they are a scarce resource. And they're going to spend their body and they're going to spend their time and their energy, their time, their talent. They're going to spend themselves however Mm. we disciple them and how they learn to value to spend themselves, their time, energy, money, resources. Mm -hmm. And so social media is designed to exploit as much of that individual's finite resources as possible. Now, yeah, you're not using their physical body in that you're somehow harvesting, you know, like a finger mm. and you're yeah. gonna sell that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're using their finite time, their finite attention, their finite emotional bandwidth, energy, mm-hmm. uh, to get them to be to engage in this platform and everything about it. And there's there's a ton of research on especially the, the TikTok. <laughs> People that worked on in it and designed it. Yes especially the TikTok algorithm and how it is so addictive and it's designed to, to be addictive mm-hmm. to keep the hearts and minds and eyes 
of young children engaged in this content as long as possible mm. so that they can do two things. They can learn as much as possible about each individual mm -hmm. so that in turn they can then serve them up content that will keep them longer. And I guess there's three things. And then part of that is selling them content to the highest bidder, Sell mm -hmm. selling their time to the highest bidder. Mm -hmm. Okay, So when we put ourselves on social media, it's not free. We're paying for it with our attention. We're paying for it with eventually our money because our mm -hmm. attention does translate into our money on some level. But our children even more so because they don't have the discernment, right. the maturity, the tools, the, the mental uh, cues and habits and discipline to actually govern themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's the, it stands. My statement stands, and especially in terms of the metaverse. What is Mark Zuckerberg trying to do? He's trying to create a bigger space so more control, more exploitation can happen. And he wouldn't word it like that. He'd say, we're connecting people. We're try He's trying to create the, such a rich experience that you can literally, it'd be harder to get out than it is to, to stay in. And so your attention just becomes 100% on Mark's in, in, in their ecosystem so they can, they can harvest yeah. your attention all the more. Not only that, and I'll stop here, <laughs> but they're creating things that aren't actual assets, but then you're trading real world, world assets for virtual assets, okay? Yeah. So now, if in the metaverse, again, not many know... It was just announced a little while ago yes. that Facebook But not many know what it's going to actually look like, yeah. but I guarantee you there's going to be ways for you to pay to make your avatar, which is your kind of person person in there yeah. look you can look a certain way look a certain way buy certain houses buy certain like i'm thinking of it's like dwight and, and jim and second life second right life. it's that it's your second second life <laughs> you, you're creating and that is a whole different conversation conversation a whole different phenomenon it's where do you actualize your true self it goes down to the individual is where mm -hmm. is your true self and what's happening is the young generation Mm -hmm. They are starting to see their real self as not their true self. Their real life self is almost an avatar. Their true self is who they present themselves to be on online. Hmm. And so you have Ironic. this crisis of identity. Wow. And you wonder why studies come out and say our depression rates are way up. Yep. Suicidal thoughts, suicidal tendencies, suicide attempts are way up. Suicides yep. themselves are way up. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is way up. Dysfunction, you know, it's way down. Like quality human interaction <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> dive into this article just a little bit uh and they they make some really strong points again it's not christian it's the atlantic but it's kind of a call for uh accountability with big tech it's a it's a call it's an awareness call uh which mm. as believers this is nothing new to us right this is not something that we're oh surprised by that right. people finding their yeah. identity in something other than christ especially young people uh are going to struggle with and they're going to fall short and they're going to fall into sin and we the wages of sin is death but the mm. gift of god is eternal life and that is where we want to hang our hat and that's where we want to uh, be instilling our young people especially our daughters with their identity being in christ and their bodies being treasures and their value and their worth being rooted mm. in the god who made them and stamped his image yeah. into them amen so you said something that I want to tease out a little bit, and you didn't say this, but I'll say it maybe how I heard <laughs> it. Is it a sin to be on social media? Oh, yeah. We said that in our conversation. We were talking well, about that. You, is you it... said they'll fall into sin, but is it a sin that to be in so on social media itself? And no, I don't think we can make a biblical case for oh. the medium itself that it's a sin to be on social media. Here we are. <laughs> I mean, um, right. creating this right. resource to be on. You're going to where the people media. are, basically, right? So, 
the town square. <laughs> yeah, so how do we, so parents, how do we parse through that conversation when our kids say, what's, there's nothing, my friends are there, there's nothing wrong with it, I'm not doing any of the bad stuff, I'm not doing I'm not whatever. looking at bad stuff, I'm not, how, yeah. I'm not, you know, watching not, bad videos. Well, how do you define bad would be my first that's question. question. Uh, but how do we begin having a conversation around what that is? And I think right. we have to frame it in, in terms of wisdom and foolishness. Mm-hmm. And I think for that, we should probably look to Proverbs. Um, one of the verses that I um, am doing some little bit of research, uh, Proverbs 25, uh, verse 27. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes like this, and it might sound odd, but here it goes. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. Mm. Now, if you go up you to, go to the next verse too. <laughs> a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Mm. But this idea of honey, uh, it's not good to eat much honey nor is it glorious to seek one's glory. So there's two things happening here. that it's, it's telling us that our own glory is sweet. It tastes sweet, and it's not good to seek it. It's not glorious to seek one's own glory. Mm. As Christians, our primary objective is to glorify God. That's right. the not number one objective, yeah. glorify God, not ourselves. Social media tends to lean toward self-glory because we, we, yeah. we glorify in... We, we glory in our own image. We glory in our own words. We want to sound because intelligent. Others, we want to look beautiful. We want to yeah. say the pithy, clever things. But also check this out. Go up to verse 16. And it gives us a little bit more texture around this idea of honey. Specifically hmm. in Proverbs says, If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill and vomit it. <laughs> so I, we're not here to say, listen, don't do social media because I don't think we can make a case biblically for that we can however make a very strong case for exercising biblical wisdom mm-hmm. uh, in Ephesians 5 starting in around verse 21 or 20 I think it's 20 maybe it's 11 regardless <laughs> walk as wise do not walk as fools but walk in wisdom as wise for the what the days mm-hmm. are evil it says making the most u- the best use of the time mm-hmm. that is recognizing that there is a way to walk there is a path on which we are called to walk but a manner also in which we are we are to walk and that way is wisdom and what paul or what the the author of this proverb is saying listen there are good things in this world but they become bad really quickly if Mm. you indulge in them or you have zero wisdom around them and so Mm -hmm. i think we can say that and so as parents we want to compel you to uh eyes wide open have your antenna way up and tune up the wisdom knob and think critically. But how do we do that? And the first, I think the first step to doing that with your teenager or your young person, if they already are on a phone and on social media, is to start with a conversation. Mm. Yeah. Dignify your little human beings with a conversation of not lording it over. Not it, That's not really a conversation. That's just a, a, dic, a dictating of you're going to do this. And yes, we are parents. We are over you. We are right. stewarding you. We love you. Ultimately, it's our call. But we want you to be a part of this conversation so that you can know and understand. So you hear us saying these things. What do those mean to you? When you hear things like your body is a treasure or mom and dad are stewards of your soul. You are a blessing to us. Uh, mm-hmm. God gave you to us as a blessing. You bear the image of the most high God. What does that mean to you? And hopefully, like if you're engaging in family discipleship, there is an element of familiarity with this vocabulary this is not something that they're like huh what are you talking about and if it is it's fine what a great opportunity to talk and start discussing uh those terms and defining what Mm -hmm. you're talking about but 
What do you mean treasures? Because we've yeah. That's, that's I said your that. body is a treasure. Yeah. So, but treasures plural too. Treasures that. plurals. Your heart, your mind, your body, your soul. Right. So this the spiritual side of you, the physical side of you, the intellectual side of you, uh, and this would go for a son as well. Like your body is a treasure, and God has instructed mm. you in how to use it when and where. Right. When we work, no. how are we supposed to work? How are we supposed to think about our work? Uh, when you go to school, like that is your work, right? Are you doing it as if unto the Lord? Mm. Uh, when you get married and you have sex, how are you supposed to use your body for your own good or for the good of you and your spouse and for God's glory? What does that, you know, yeah. look like? And there's we <laughs> did another podcast on beginning that conversation. But asking them and getting their feedback and being patient and being okay with kind of the in-between pauses that feel uncomfortable, don't forget that your young people are processing. And so the things Hmm. that the quiet spaces might make you feel uncomfortable, but just sit, just count three more seconds and just sit in it. Uh, So when we talk about treasures, that's what we're talking about with our girls. Um, And we're defining that for them. And I think you need to define that as a parent to your kids you your body is a treasure you you were bought with a price right our body is no longer our own is that in romans 12 so how can we honor god with it Hmm. if i have this phone and i am i honoring god with how much time i'm spending on it does your do you walk away feeling renewed do you walk away feeling encouraged or challenged in a good way or do you walk away feeling less than and wanting and discontent and anxious Hmm. and frustrated and angry I think that makes a lot of sense. The treasures analogy, especially around when we, the finitude of our lives, of our children's lives, their body, their heart, their mind, their soul, everything is more or less finite. Mm -hmm. Treasure is finite. You protect it. And then you, you, at the right time, Mm -hmm. you give it, you spend it, you, you use it not for our glory, but for God's glory. And so it's, it's a, there's a, there's a posture of protection Mm. around that. Another finite aspect of our children's lives too. And I I wanted to touch on this in the time that we have here is their relational bandwidth. Yeah. And so they only have so much time, energy, emotion Mm. for so many types. It's like so much relational Mm -hmm. currency and they can either have all that relational bandwidth spread across very, very thin you know, thousands of people, suitors that are paying attention or whatever to them. Suitors. Uh, sorry, no one in terms uses of that daughters. word. <laughs> I think in terms of, sorry. <laughs> but they only have so much of the relational bandwidth. And one of the right. things this article talks about is how social media, specifically the, and I want you to kind of t- speak to this, the visual aspects of Instagram, of TikTok, um, how they displace mm-hmm. truer, true relationships in the lives right. of our young ones. What does that mean? Well, it... Instagram, they say particularly, it displaces other forms of interaction among teens. So it kind of puts their size of their friend group on display uh, for all the mm-hmm. public to see. It uh, subjects their physical appearance to the hard metrics and likes of, of and comment counts. Sorry, I'm not great in this vocabulary. Uh, okay. They said it takes the worst part of parts of middle school and glossy women's magazines and intensifies them. So you're you're operating in a fake world with all the things augmented Hmm. and and you're a teenager and you're insecure and you don't actually you may have known this as a child or felt the security of Hmm. being a daughter 
with a father and a mother. But as you develop, as you go through these these teen years and hormones start happening, uh, this all feels new again. And and you don't uh, kids don't teenagers don't feel secure in themselves. And so they try to they're trying to grapple. There's the scaffolding going up, and they're they're trying to become their own person, and they're doing it the best way they can. But as a parent, if you look at what they're consuming, what they're consuming is what they're going to be producing, and where they're going to go oh, yeah. for their security, for their identity, for how they uh, fit in and feel secure in the world. So I'm just getting redundant with my words. But Think about this, parent. Would you allow your child to stand in front of an audience of 2,000 people, 10,000 people, more, a million people, to hmm. stand on a stage to, strictly for the purpose of amusing those people and then being judged by those people? And then having those people then hurl their immediate thoughtless feedback into the, like every voice could be heard by your daughter. Mm-hmm. Would you allow your daughter to go through that? I don't think any parent in their right mind would, would say, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> but, okay, we put them on these devices that are engineered to be intuitive and addictive. Mm-hmm. We put them in these platforms that are engineered to be intuitive and addictive and self kind glorifying. of glorifying. Yeah. And we just say, you know what? Good luck. Or we say, you like it, so it's good. <laughs> and, That's and, slippery slope with kids. <laughs> and what we're saying is that they, it's destroying them. Yes. And now we have the, inf- I mean, we've known this, I think. We've right. known this in our guts. We feel it ourselves. But now we actually have hard data. Right. And so at this point, remember we talked about wisdom. We are compelled to live wisely. Mm-hmm. What is wisdom? It's knowing the will mm-hmm. of God and then yep. obeying it wholeheartedly. Yes. yes. Foolishness is knowing it and then rejecting it and either rejecting it or disregarding it. Mm-hmm. And so it's destroying our, our daughters. It's destroying our children when it's unmetered. And, yeah, go and ahead. when you talked about, when we were talking about displacement a little bit, it's realizing that the medium is so limited, right? I'm not having a conversation with somebody I know. Somebody says, hey, you, you know, they do that little fire emoji or something that's like hot or whatever. And they're like, thanks, thanks, boo, or whatever. And like, you're just, I don't understand this conversation. Like, I don't. <laughs> Who has been saying but that to you? <laughs> no one. <laughs> but I've seen it on, you know, younger people's feeds. And I just, I baffle. I'm like, nine times out of 10, they might see each other at school. They might in passing, but they know of each other, but they don't actually know one another because mm-hmm. to know somebody is way too uncomfortable. And they're not equipped to do that because they've interacted in this fake world world where I can just be who I want to be and no one gives me you know bad feedback if they do I just delete them or I block them or I bully them some other way so well but here's the thing now about these platforms especially as the more technologically advanced they get is now the the filters are so strong that it doesn't really even matter who I actually am Mm. it doesn't even matter because all that matters is who I'm perceived to be who I want Remember you the to primacy perceive of, me to be, right? Yeah, who, yeah, and and that's usually a function of who I want people to see me right, as. Right, right. But it's, again, this idea of the primacy of the online self. And so I am putting forward to the world something that I think the world will approve of. Either I'm doing the dances or I'm saying the things or I'm doing whatever the trend is or I'm using the filters. I'm basically putting myself on display so that I can get some sort of currency in return. And that's mm-hmm. attention, that's glory. So now I'm looking out into the social media mm-hmm. landscape. I'm seeing whatever personalities that I'm piped into, whatever trends I'm piped into, and I'm saying, wow, they look amazing. That's awesome. Their life is incredible. I'm not, I'm completely judging them by their external appearance, not by the 
the, the, I'm giving them the best benefit of the doubt. I'm not actually seeing it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Filters, it's the fil- it's the best content they can possibly produce. It's the, 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 the chaos square. is right yeah. out of frame <laughs> type of thing. And then I'm doing the same thing for myself. And here's where I, what I'm getting at kind of plays into it is I'm spending all this time making the best version of myself possible, putting myself out there. And now I'm judging myself harshly because it's never going to be as good as anyone else, mm. even though it wasn't really real to it, begin it with. It wasn't even real. <laughs> be- so I've, I've judged others completely on the surface and I've, I'm judging myself completely down to the core of my being. Wow. Yeah. And so whenever someone says something flippant, which that never happens online. Never right? happens online. <laughs> but you get these young boys or these young girls and they and young people are just really mean to each other and they'll say, oh, you're Passive. fat or you're ugly or you're gross or whatever the insult is or just... Yeah. And now that's cutting to the core from people that should have no voice in my life. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm looking at you completely with externalities in mind and myself. It's all internal. Right. See how it turns it completely upside down. Right. And how toxic that can be. Right. Beginning this change, if this is already happening in your mm. in your kids, in your family, uh, beginning it with a conversation uh, that will dignify your young person, your teenage girl, uh, with talking to them, having consistent talks with them about what a godly woman looks like. What is what is a healthy God-fearing, beautiful woman that, what do they actually look like? What are the attributes that God calls and qualifies? And what, how are we pursuing those or how is the Holy Spirit at work in us? And then the third uh, part of this that we want to kind of close with is thank you future self. So I have a friend, she is very dear to me and she is a teacher as well. And she always encourages her her students and her children, she says, because she home educates as well. Uh, when they have to do something hard or they want to procrastinate, she says, mm. your future th- your future self will thank you. So like do your future self a favor and make the decision now. Make the hard choice now. Get mm. Let's get on the right path together because we're people of God. You and me, daughter, you know, we are women of God and let's get on this path together. So get a battle plan in place. Yeah. Talk about the things of God. Encourage other things and i'm not saying that like oh just switch your idols right <laughs> just don't go go from a phone to some sort of hobby or sport no that's some not other external validation right yeah. there's no we need to be valued first and we need to know and teach our daughters that they are first and foremost valued by the hmm. king who created them their image is not based on what other people say their value is not based on what other people say think or do but that it rests securely in the lord because yeah. they're made, we are made in his image. I think fathers, you have a big role to play in this as well mm. with your daughters and with your sons, of course. But how your daughters, they're shaping actively their their view of self-worth. Right. And they're looking for fatherly validation. Mm-hmm. And, and motherly too, but in a special way, fatherly. And so it's our job as fathers to show them in in a dim, shadowed sort of way what God's love for them is like, what what God values in them. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have a daughter, take the time to think, uh, how would how is God valuing my daughter? Mm. And then how can you as a father replicate that in your own, to the best of your ability, mm. in the words that you say, in the, the actions you affirm, in, the, in the, um, the ways that you express love to your daughters, yeah. to the time you invest into them, the time you spend with them. Yeah. 
uh, there's a very special role that a father has to play. So that that relationship, I think, is the first key with mother and with father yeah. toward finding health in this area or even pulling back from a toxic level of this. Yeah. And so relationship, lots of conversations. Lots of conversations. If you're looking for a way out of this, um, I love the idea of uh, reminding the, the, the thank you for future self thing is like <laughs> reminding your child of of the their context yeah that, that they will th- this moment isn't all that matters yes. there are future moments that mm-hmm. will also matter and will probably matter more in some cases because yes. there could be a spouse in the picture kids their kids of their own in the picture right um encouraging them in that and then i want to encourage you to if you're feeling afraid because you don't know what's going to happen like we have friends who are in the tech space and yeah. they, kids can throw out some pretty lofty statements they can say if you take my phone away i'm going to kill myself right? right they've had some kids say that in in certain middle school and high school because they they don't know how to cope without it and so of course go wisely get help get counseling um and that's a very a very um extreme case but if you're worried about how your child's going to react one of the things that our friends have said to us is that yeah you know what they'll be really upset for a time and you need to walk alongside them for that time a short time usually <laughs> but that doesn't change the the the, the principle that we're mm-hmm. after here and it's wisdom in this area and mm-hmm. it's the long term discipleship of their soul so what they basically said is it's worth pushing through that with them mm. and it will pass excuse me that's good <laughs> <laughs> sneeze cut <laughs> um, I was waiting for it so it will it will pass of course all that with a caveat of make sure you're getting help if help is needed you need to discern Absolutely. Um, those sorts of things so do we have check out else? Gospel Tech. Yeah, check out Gospel Tech, the Gospel Tech podcast. Yeah. Uh, he, Nathan is the host of that. He's a good, good friend of mine. He's um, done a ton of interviews also with other people you might have heard about uh, that I think will just equip parents mm-hmm. uh, with their teenagers in really tangible ways, and he roots it in the gospel, in scripture. Yep. So, and he's done go. the research, and he knows the language, and he speaks it yeah. impeccably. Uh, so je- definitely check that out. Uh, this is an ongoing conversation. Yeah. So we're not thinking this this podcast this video is going to be you know the end of the conversation for the fierce yeah. parenting side we will continue this conversation mm-hmm. we just wanted to get you thinking and having conversations of your own mm-hmm. uh, fierce parents so selena why don't you pray us out okay god thank you for daughters thank you for children the blessing that they are uh that family is your idea God, I pray that you would continue to use these parents, make them brave, empower them, and embolden them uh, mm-hmm. with your truths and your goodness. And I pray for soft hearts with our children, with our teenagers. I pray that there, as maybe fingers will be pried off mm-hmm. of phones and screens, God, that their experience of you will be rich. Mm-hmm. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is that everything? It's everything. All right. This episode of the Fierce Parenting Show is <laughs> in the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until then, stay fierce.